When a musician separates from the band they made it big with, we call it going solo, but no doubt frontwoman Gwen Stefani was hardly alone after leaving her band behind in 2004. Her first solo album, Love, Angel, Music, Baby, saw her teaming up with her new backing act, four Japanese-American backup dancers called the Harajuku Girls, and simultaneously teaming up with stylists and designers to launch her fashion line named after the album, L-A-M-B, or Lamb. Coming from a long line of seamstresses, Stefani is no stranger to designing clothes, and she often made the clothes she wore on stage. In fact, the musician's fashion line is often influenced by her own interests and needs, expanding in 2005 with the Harajuku Lovers line, based on her backup dancers, along with her own love of Japanese fashion. And in 2016, the Lamb line began releasing eyewear, as Stefani found herself needing to wear glasses. It may seem like it all came easy to Stefani in the world of fashion, but she struggled with the release of her solo debut album, particularly when trying to create a collaboration with the Neptunes, the production duo name for Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. The trio had attempted to lay down a, quote, silly dance record early in the album-making process, but nothing came of it. As her album neared completion, Stefani tried again with the duo and ended up leaving the session early due to her dissatisfaction with the results. That would have been the end of the story if Pharrell hadn't called her and asked her to come back. Upon her return, Pharrell played his first album for Stefani, which inspired her to write, despite her album being mostly full already. The end result was what Stefani dubbed a, quote, attitude song meant to address her decision to go solo. The final result became the third single from the album and went on to reach the top 10 in most countries, topping the charts in Canada, Australia, and the U.S. Despite huge commercial success, the song itself is polarizing. Nominated for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance and Record of the Year at the Grammys, the song was also named the most annoying song ever by Maxim. Love it or hate it, you can scream about it as much as you want, but you can expect to hear no response from Stefani, as she just isn't that kind of girl. That's right, we're talking Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is my shit. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my super kawaii co-host. I'm not going to do it, Alex Mildenberger. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. Yeah. Man of restraint, what's going on? Um, I'm not flashing peace signs, I'll tell you that. Good job, I wish you'd just stop doing that with your eyes though. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what's what's wrong with that? Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm not doing. But what am I doing? Uh, you know, I'm hanging out, sitting in this chair, recording. I'm actually recording a podcast right now. Um, nice. That's so good for you. Yeah. So, just we should do that. We should do like a podcast together. Yeah. Um, my people will call your people. That's you know excellent. what? Maybe get your people to call my people. Yeah, you know, my people have a lot of time because I'm not very successful. Yeah, so. our, our people <laughs> will talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, Alex. Alex, how's the weather out there? Huh? How's, how's the weather? It's nice. I went for a bike ride this morning. It's cooling nice. off a bit. It's not like 30 degrees like it has been. That's oh, yeah, we're no longer is. in a heat wave. Yeah. What's uh, What's the coast like? So what's happening? It's like warm today, but not Tides. heat wave the tide is high and i'm moving on yeah. but uh you know how's that sulfur pile doing that sulfur still, pile is still, still there still kicking. yeah bright and yellow it's the pride and joy of north vancouver 
Um, but hey, me, I'm just living life. You know, I wake up, I clock in, I clock out. Buy the ticket, take the ride. I say, Alex, today, Alex, we're talking about Gwen Stefani. Um, a woman near and dear to all of us. We are. I think. Yeah. Alex, you, you big Steph head? You big <laughs> Stefani? <laughs> a Stefan? Um, I... Got her mixed up with Christina Aguilera a lot when I was younger. I okay. still do sometimes. I can, I can see that. Um, just because I, mean, I think it's just because they're both erroneous. blonde, right? Yeah. Um, so as someone who didn't follow them, they're just both blonde female pop stars who weren't Britney Spears. Right, um, Britney Spears stands alone. But I didn't know, like, no doubt, you know, like right. that wasn't on my radar in whatever year this was, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this song, I mean, oh, we often talk about songs that like seem like they were always there. This doesn't feel like a song that was always there, but once it was there, it was there, you know? Yeah, I very like specifically remember this one entering the zeitgeist. Yeah, I, I don't remember like releases or anything because I wasn't, I didn't know when songs Yeah, it's not like out. I remember the day yeah. like, you took me on and like, like remember the 2000s. I, like but. there's a time in my life before people sang the chorus of the song and a time in my life after people sang the chorus of the song. You know? Yeah. Or Seth talked about being a hollaback girl. That's right. A hollaback girl. What a term. What a, what a strange thing. Yeah, I remember this coming out. 2004, other big hits from this year, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Or was yeah. that a 2003 release? Uh, it's prob- I mean, with regional releases back then, it was probably both. Probably both, he says. Oh, it's a 2002 release. Oh, you know what? 2004, I think, was actually uh, Four Swords Adventure. Let me, let me take a look at that. I, I might be right here. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, March 18th, 2004. That's uh, that's a little fun fact. So yeah, Four Swords Adventure was sure some frame frame of reference there was grabbing the headlines and Hollaback Girl was playing on the radio nonstop. And I was watching a lot of music videos in this part of my life, so I was I was familiar. Yeah, you know what else came out in two thousand four is American Idiot. So I would have seen hey music videos from that for sure. Yeah, I remember watching. Hey, was Stacy's Mom an 04 release? Um, Google, 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 Google. This is great. I know, 2003. 2003. It was around the same time. But yeah, I, I mean, I was watching music videos then too, mostly with my sister, you know? We'd watch MTV yeah. and much music and whatever. Um, music, but I do. Yeah. I was just thinking about the Jesus of Suburbia music video. I think mm. that's what it was. And how, like, it was, like, really grimy. Anyway, uh, that's that's a topic for another day. But That's a topic for an episode about Jesus of Suburbia. Yeah. Coming soon to a podcast near you. But yeah, Gwen Stefani, yeah. Long. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of her No Doubt stuff, I think. No Doubt's got <laughs> like, some real solid songs. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, but, I mean, solo, she's obviously got some songs that have stuck around. I remember hearing Rich Girl a lot, which yeah, is like the big. kind of pseudo um, Fiddler on the Roof sample. Yeah. Semi sample cover. Yeah, I guess it's still an interpolation at the end of the day. Yeah, so it's like a, a rewrite. It's because it's it's the same song, but popped up and with lyrics about being a rich girl yeah, in the I mean, year the of our Lord 2004. Lyrics are different enough. She's not talking about a big, tall house in the middle of the town. Yeah, she's, she's not talking about a dozen. being a, a struggling Jewish farmer? 
peasant, I think, generally. Peasant. Peasant. General peasant. Yeah. I don't remember what they did. I don't... I've never, like, seen Olive Fiddler on the Roof or anything. No, I've certainly performed that song live in front of an audience. Yeah. The the Fiddler on the Roof one, of course, not the, <laughs> not the Gwen Stefani uh, remake. Although I seem to remember we talked about, on the day of, just switching... Switching to Rich Girl? Switching the lyrics. I don't remember. I would have been provocative. That would have been pretty good, I think. It would have got the people going. Yeah. Anyway, Um, that's neither here nor there. Hollaback Girl. Hollaback Girl. Uh, Alex. Yeah. (laughs) What is a Hollaback Girl? Um, Well, there's a whole story behind this song. Like, you talked about it being kind of her asserting her own identity to some degree. Um, Yeah going solo versus having you know coming from being in a band uh but there's also a story about um courtney love supposedly referred to gwen stefani as a as a cheerleader yes that's an issue of 17 magazine i have the quote here she says being famous is just like being in high school but i'm not interested in being the cheerleader i'm not interested in being gwen stefani she's the cheerleader and i'm out in the smoker shed which seems like such a weird thing to say because at this point in time, she, she was just, like, no doubt was all she did. Like, that's a ska band. Yeah. Right? Like, she hadn't done all this pop stuff, so it's weird to hear that. Like, I, I mean, I guess I don't really know what her image was at the time. Yeah, I, I don't But really obviously she was into fashion. A, a because good she girl. make the clothes. But. Yeah. I guess because she was popular. It's very confusing. Maybe. I'm also yeah. confused as to w- w- the smoker shed. Did Courtney Love go to, like, a culinary high school? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, I mean, we just had a parking lot. Yeah, like, we just, (laughs) yeah, we just had a place where you'd go smoke cigarettes. You weren't even allowed to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Probably true of the shed, too. Probably, but. Anyway. Why was there some shed just on school grounds? (laughs) Um, Man. I just feel like Courtney Love is just kind of, like, mean sometimes. Um, yeah, for sure. But Gwen Stefani took some issue with this. She was like, what is she talking about even? Like, I'm not, I'm not a cheerleader. But then she wrote a song that's kind of like a cheerleader thing. Um, and I, the idea behind the hollaback girl seems to be, like, in a cheer, you have someone leading the cheer, and then everyone else chants after them. So the hollaback girl's do the chanting after so she's saying she's a leader not a follower essentially yeah it's interesting because there's a that's the like the accepted idea of what a hollaback girl is it seems to be tied in with the music video imagery which is of course cheerleader based based on that courtney love quote uh but the origin of it strangely enough pharrell williams talks about this it was like an interview some years ago with british supermodel naomi campbell who once responded to someone trying to speak trying to speak to her by saying, quote, I'm sorry, I have a name. I ain't no hollaback girl. So it actually stems from this strange thing Naomi Campbell said once. <laughs> devoid of reference to cheerleaders. Context? I don't know. I feel like it just means you can't just be like, hey, hey girl, hey girl, and expect a response from Naomi Campbell. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. If you're just hollering as opposed to addressing them. Yeah, it's like, I'm not just, I don't just talk to anybody who talks to me. You need to have respect for me. And then I feel like maybe the context in here is, yeah, maybe this, like, I'm not a follower, I'm a leader. 
but also this like I will not play your games we will play my games because I am not the hollaback girl right and like it's about it's about respect I think yeah felt like a disrespectful thing to say so she's responding with but it is weird because the whole song is her being like you are starting shit and i am now responding to that and going to murder you so it's like you you kind of are hollying back that's yeah that's the weird thing about the song but i guess she doesn't like really shoot back she doesn't like insult her back yeah there's no like really a diss track it's just like i'm not gonna respond like you have to let them know you're not gonna respond i guess right i guess you're still not like because you're not talking shit because that's what they're doing in the song she's like i'm just gonna straight up murder you like (laughs) yeah or a little bit but other than that like basically saying people stir up shit and i'm not interested in it yeah, but she's she's you know some people start fights. She finishes them like your like your dad used to do back in the day. I don't <laughs> yeah. care who started it. I'm gonna finish it. Exactly. Um, let's talk about these lyrics. We kind of yeah. we've kind of introduced the the loose concepts. We did. There's not like a ton of lyrics. No, a lot of it is just the chorus. A lot mm-hmm. of talk about shit in the song. We open. Uh huh. This my shit. All the girls stomp your feet like this, and they're stomping in this section. Yeah, stomping. I feel like the stomping itself is a bit a bit aggressive, right? Stomping yeah. is more aggressive sounding than like clapping, for example. Right. And it's uh it establishes the attitude of the song. It's called an attitude song. This is the attitude. We're we're getting energy off her right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It's a I guess a girl power anthem cuz she's getting all the girls to stomp their feet like this. And she's the leader of these girls. And that's that. And then we get to the chorus. She says, a few times I've been around that track, so it's not just going to happen like that. Because I ain't no hollaback girl. I ain't no hollaback girl. And then that, that repeats, and that's your chorus. Yeah, that's the chorus. And it not only does it repeat for this, the chorus itself repeats quite a few times. Uh, you oh, yeah. mentioned this was voted like a most annoying song of whatever. Maybe all time. Maybe the Yeah, it said ever, so I... I... Um, and, I, I mean, I can see that. You know, it's quite repetitive. It is very... I'm, it was played quite a lot back then, and that has oh, yeah. a lot to do with it. Because nowadays, I think I think generally this song is fondly regarded, not necessarily as, like, um, like masterful craft per se. Yeah. But, but like, like, it's it's well put together in terms of, like, what it wants to be, which is kind of like this just tough thing. You know, attitude. Yeah, this attitude song that had a like everybody knew this song. You're right; it's viewed fondly through that like nostalgia lens. And even coming to it this week, I was like, "Yeah, I think I like Hollaback Girl." And then I listened to it, I was like, "I really don't fucking know." <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't necessarily go back to it, but like, it's I know it's gonna come on. Like, I just gotta you gotta come to terms with the fact that it's gonna be around. It's and gonna it's yeah, it's gonna be around, right? Yeah, you can't get upset when Hollaback Girl's playing, but you don't. I don't need yeah. to praise it and be like, actually, Hollaback Girl is a masterpiece. Yeah, no, it's it does its job, and its job is, I guess, in some way, to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like it's that kind of in your face sort of situation where it's like if you're annoyed by it, like, well, it's not for you, and yeah, therefore, that's, fuck that's you. your problem. Yeah, exactly. I ain't no Hollaback Girl. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's been around. This stuff has happened to her before. So you know this shit talking. 
and so she's used to it. She's seen all the ways this scenario plays out, and it's not going to happen the way this person is expecting because she's not a hollaback girl. Yeah, well, I think part of that intro too is like the expectation or or her kind of mischaracterization right but she's like no mm-hmm. i i've done things that make me a tough person and here's my, my not necessarily proof but here's some other things about that like it's not going how you think it's going to go because you've you've misjudged me yeah you've mistaken me for a hollaback girl and i'm not that and i can throw down if i need to yeah but like i'm not gonna have, i'm not gonna well she is gonna she's gonna fucking she is gonna a, but like kind of but not in the way is, that yeah. they're expecting. She's not going to holla. She's just going to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, we get the refrain. Ooh, this my shit. This my shit. 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 Because I mean, know that this, this is her, her shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know what else one. there is to say about that. There really isn't anything we can elucidate or expand on there. But we can expand on verse one where she says, I heard that you were talking shit. And you didn't think that I would hear it. People hear you talking like that, getting everybody fired up. Uh, Let's talk about that, Alex. Yeah, I mean, this speaks to me because I uh, occasionally and too often talk shit um, when I shouldn't. Uh, (laughs) That's like half of what we do on this podcast. podcast, And then I'm like, oh, that's been recorded and it's out in the world. That's probably (laughs) like, oh, no. Yeah, so... um, just peace and love, I guess. <laughs> peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. <laughs> um, but again, for her, like, in the chorus being like, I'm above this, I'm not a hollaback girl, she's awfully concerned that somebody's talking shit about her. Right. But at the same time, there's the other hollaback girl, which is like, I, I'm the leader of this pack. Right? Right. The other, Or the other way of looking at it. So she's like, hey, you're talking shit? Well, I did hear it. You thought, yeah. you thought you were in a private interview for a magazine or whatever. <laughs> you thought nobody was going to read 17? Um, I heard, and, uh, you know, like, first part's basically, like, this, like, people here talking like that, getting everybody fired up, it's like, that's your, I don't know, it sounds like she's just saying it's irresponsible. Yeah, like, and what, she's what also talking, that? like, not only to Courtney Love, because I don't know how much Courtney Love influenced the lyrics so much as the video, right. but to No Doubt fans who who don't think she's going to make it solo. I guess so, who are, like, fans of the band, but then when they see her on her own, are like, ah, she betrayed them or something. Yeah, her quote is, uh, let me see here, she says something along the lines of... Let's see here. She says, uh, they would probably be, they were probably like, why is she doing this record? She's going to ruin everything. And so this is also her kind of being like, fuck you, I'm Gwen Stefani. Yeah. She's one of two famous Stefanis in yeah. No Doubt. In, in, is there two Stefanis in No Doubt? I think she has a brother in No Doubt. Brother. Um, cool. But yeah, so it's it's interesting because she's also talking. She's like, people hear you talking like that, getting everybody fired up. She's kind of saying she's forced to act now. Yes, so, you made me do this. <laughs> you made me do this. So she like, it's weird because like the term "hollaback girl" makes me think she's not like one to react to things, but kind she is expressly of, yeah. stating that she is doing this as a reaction. That was my initial thought of, like, what a hollaback girl was. Like, she's not a hollaback girl, therefore she will not respond. But she's clearly, like... Or maybe it's more like, like, back off. 
or I will end this kind of thing. It's like, I'm not going right. to do anything, but I could if I need to. So. But I couldn't, and in fact, she will, is what she she says here. She says in the rest of this verse, so I'm ready to attack, going to lead the pack, going to get a touchdown, going to take you out. That's right, put your pom-poms down, yeah. getting everybody fired up. Yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, I still feel like there's two two interpretations of Hollaback Girl, and this really only follows one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, hang on. What are the two interpretations? There's well, there's the uh, she's a leader as opposed to a follower, and then there's right. the she uh, will not respond or right. And this is definitely a leader. She she specifically says going to lead the pack. pack. Yeah, yeah. Going to take going to get a touchdown. Going to take you out. She, she she's clear. Yeah, I'm going to attack you. She says I'm ready to attack. I'm going to take you out. This is a threat. <laughs> yeah. Put your pom-poms down, because it's serious time now. It's not cheerleading. You have to go. There's We got football uh, metaphors going on. Going to get a touchdown. Yeah. And, of course, the cheerleaders put your pom-poms oh, down. And I guess the other thing is it's the cheerleaders that get people fired up. So now I think that she is getting everybody fired up. So before it was the yeah. other person. She's like, well, I can get people fired up. Yeah, she's working the crowd now. She's like, they're on my side, and they're getting fired up for yeah. me. So that's that's her telling you to, that what's going to happen. She's going to attack you. We get the chorus again. She's not a hollaback girl. This is her shit. Um, <laughs> Still her shit. Still her shit. Second First verse. two. So that's right, dude. Meet me at the bleachers. No principals. No student teachers. Both of us want to be the winner, but there can only be one. Is that a Highlander reference? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because it's not the only Queen reference in this verse in this verse yeah i would believe it more if the the second queen reference was like it's a kind of magic or like yeah, don't or lose your like head that. or something like something from but that queen movie. is still pretty closely associated with highlander that's very true because i mean um, as far as i know like there was no highlander soundtrack other than a kind other of than magic that. it's very so. weird because i didn't expect them to like so blatantly reference song titles <laughs> no, in highlander i just watched oh. it this last week here <laughs> yeah oh i've never actually seen it you but should I give do it a watch. Know, like, it is a great film. When I realized, like, Who Wants to Live Forever <laughs> is kind of about immortals in Highlander. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> oh, literally okay. about, like, his relationship with a mortal woman, the, like, one that he, like, sees through to her old age, and it's just like, damn, yeah. it's heavy shit. And you're like, okay, fuck. Right. <laughs> Thought I was watching like, a movie I about know sword fights. That's right. That's the villain who says, <laughs> I know his name. And yeah, and just like one time, the the main love interest like turns to the main guy. And he's like, "Don't lose your head," and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and he, he leaves for the final battle, and he has like a he has like a secretary or something, and he just looks at her. He's like, "It's kind of magic," and just goes down the elevator. And you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, is that what happens? He's yeah, just, he's truly. describing like the immortality, right? Yeah, I guess or something like I haven't seen. It. I just read about it. Give it a watch. It. It's a rad movie. It's two hours long. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's a strange movie. It's weird to reference here, but I guess I get it because combat. Uh, no student teachers. <laughs> yeah, I think they just needed. Um, Have you ever so desperately needed to fill a meter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, needed some needed some syllables in there. It's just like the teachers can show up. That's fine, but the learning ones, <laughs> the student teachers, get them the fuck out of here. Yeah, no administration. No admin. No students, but everyone in between. Yeah, they don't really care. They're just in the yeah. middle. I also like that she says dude. You don't hear that too often in songs. Yeah, like, yeah dude. <laughs> I think 
to i mean i'm trying to think of what dude meant in 2004 and i'm like i think it's trying to invoke like some tomboyishness for the okay, for the yeah. being like tough thing uh but you know it's, yep. it's tough to say a bit say. casual maybe because it's not like that's right you bastard it's just like that's right dude kind of like how when canadians get mad we still call each other buddy hey buddy hey buddy yeah well hey fuck you buddy <laughs> uh yeah yeah it could be that too i'm like trying to fit in like oh but what were like our views on gender norms and, and what were our views on dudes in 2004? probably ultimately not that much different but anyway yeah i don't think she's trying to like yeah, pony weird gender tricks with dude. I think it yeah. is just like a, a casual move to to minimize this person. Um, it's interesting that she acknowledges that they both want to win. Yeah. <laughs> in a fight, neither yeah. of them want to lose. I That's can say right. that. In a fight, there are no um, winners. And she's going to put everything into it, and she's going to win. Yeah, so I'm going to fight, going to give him my all, going to make you fall, going to sock it to you. That's right, I'm the sock last one standing, you. and another one bites the dust. And yeah, that's your that's your other queen reference. Yeah. Or perhaps the only queen reference. Perhaps the only queen reference. But like, I don't know, man. I feel like someone writing on this track. I don't know. She worked Just the with emphasis on there can only be one. Like makes it look like it sound like we're supposed to catch the reference, right? Yeah. So, and but I, there can only be one. You're like, yes, I know, Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, Highlander. It sounds like a Highlander reference and then a Queen reference. I don't know. I hope I it know. is. I hope they're associated. I hope so too. Um, but yeah, she's gonna fight, she's gonna give her all, she's gonna sock it to you. That's some age saying. Nobody says sock it to you anymore, do they? I don't even think they did in two thousand four. Suck it to me, baby. Um yeah, not very often, but I'll see if I can throw that in conversation in the near future. Hey yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's most of the lyrics, barring the most important ones. Um, what? Ooh, this my ship? Oh, of course. We come to a critical juncture here, the, yes. uh, the bridge. The bridge. Uh, the part of the song that taught a generation to spell the word banana. Yeah. Um. Uh, very important in a pre-minions culture. And actually in a post-minions <laughs> culture as well. Yeah, we, we still need to spell bananas. Did, does minions... Is this the song they do? Uh, I don't know, but the minions do love bananas. Okay, I, I haven't they say, seen they the ca- new. They call them banana. I've seen the new one. I haven't seen the original. I'm loosely aware of minions lore for reasons beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they were they were. Uh, I, I remember hearing that they like inherently serve the most evil person in the world at any given time. So the filmmakers had to like explain that they were actually like in jail or something during the second world war because otherwise they would have had to explain why they worked for the nazis <laughs> like <laughs> that is so good <laughs> the only thing stopping the minions from working for hitler was incarceration yeah it was the fact that there's like a wall and a locked door between them <laughs> yeah oh it's cecilia that's the that's the one yeah they do that in the new one yeah Anyway, anyway, uh, bananas. Let me hear you, let say. Me hear you say, this shit is bananas. B a n a n a s, and they they say that several times. Yeah, then repeat that. And honestly, that was my response to hearing her being called the cheerleader in the first place. I was like, that's kind of bananas, C love. 
Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Cheerleader? She's saying, just a girl. And don't speak. Yeah. She's a cheerleader now? Maybe maybe there was negative, a negative impression of ska in, like, the early 2000s. I don't maybe. know. I think some, like... I, I use the term musicians here loosely with Courtney Love, but yeah. like some musicians some just need to talk shit. Like even <laughs> to to name a good one, like Lou Reed, you would ask him about just about anyone. He'd be like, "Fuck that guy. This dude doesn't know music." And you'd be like, "Okay, Lou right." Reed, I guess fuck. that's the attitude. Even I'm reading. I mentioned the Unnoticeables by Robert Brockway, yeah. and like part of that is set in the 70s with and like the characters are all punks and they're all like ah they're fake ah those guys are fake everyone's fake yeah you there know? was just like a need to establish yourself as as legitimate one, one legitimate one and to do that you had to kind of tear other people down or there was yeah a few, perhaps it's a very like teenage notion of being negative about everything to establish yourself as a interesting individual yeah, and I don't know if that has changed recently. I mean, obviously, they're still tearing down of others, but I there's, I think, some movement to be more inclusive in I a lot of ways, and I don't true, know how yeah. modern that is versus, like, just a thing that is resurfaced because, you know, everything happens in cycles, right? That's true, That yeah. seems to be the current thing, but I, I, I obviously not for everyone, you know? Yeah, hey. But I don't know. That's just the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you include, sometimes you exclude. But Indeed. Either way, you know how to spell bananas yeah, now. Yeah, you know how to spell bananas, yeah. So this part, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously, uh, there's the first side of it is it sounds more like a cheer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you're getting like everyone to spell bananas. But it's also like so mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's almost... They're like there's a tongue-in-cheek element about it because obviously she wasn't like she heard the cheerleader thing was like i'm not a cheerleader she doesn't seem to have anything against cheerleaders specifically but this is her like i'm actually not really a cheerleader thing yeah like, this whole thing a, is a slasher like if i was a cheerleader it'd be like this i'd be a monster <laughs> yeah and uh or like i could be a cheerleader like i just choose not to be sort of thing yeah. But it's also acknowledging the whole situation is a bit ridiculous, I think. Um, I think so. And also... Oh, what was now, that? What now was my is, also? I forget what my also question. was, I'm sorry. Well, let me let me ask you this. Because yeah. frequently she's repeated in here, this my shit, this my shit. Is this to say that her shit is this shit, which is bananas? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's the idea that like all this, all this drama and like general fame is it's almost agreeing with the first part of what Courtney Love said, right? Right. Saying that it's all kind of bullshit. And she's like, yeah, this is bananas, but like, why are you dragging me for it? You know? Yeah. It's like, I'm just another player in the game. Like, yeah. We're all part of this. We're all doing the same of this shit. Bananas shit. This bananas shit. It's also, it speaks to the, the mid aughts urge to be totally random, right? It's like, oh, this shit is bananas. It's crazy. Yeah. Just throwing in this very much, left field um section that isn't super tied in with the rest of it bit thematically yeah. but just to suddenly talk about bananas yeah it's very non sequitur i also it is, think it, it's a mm-hmm. big part of why it's called the most annoying song because not only is the rest of it repetitive like this part is in itself repetitive but also just kind of non sequitur yeah because it is like an annoying non sequitur cheer yeah 
but it maintains the attitude that is, uh, you know, the, I guess, the connective tissue of this attitude song, which is her being this cheerleader, ringleader, monster, tough girl. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the minions would have followed Gwen Stefani in 2004 if she was <laughs> She's briefly the most evil person in the world. I mean, you know they love bananas, so that's going to pique their curiosity. Yeah, for sure. For one, yeah. I mean, it might not have lasted very long, but I think for... Do, do for you think if the minions period. read a book about like World War II history or like, <laughs> like took a class, they'd get really sad? Um, I don't know what level the minions are working on intellectually i'm also not sure why we're still talking about minions i, I don't know because i'm still thinking about bananas i guess. Thinking about minions man we're still talking about bananas it's all yellow it's all yellow it was all yellow <laughs> a little cold play for you that's the song lyrics um yeah. it keeps going for a while but it's pretty much over and it's it's new. we've talked about all of the the individual pieces keynotes it's her shit the shit is bananas um, don't insult Gwen Stefani or she will fight you. Yeah, she will fight you. But she will not holla back. Almost seems like an extension of her song Spiderwebs where she screens her phone calls. She also won't call you back. Leave a message and I call you back. That's a pretty cool song. It is a pretty cool song. No doubt about that. <laughs> All right, Alex, let's talk <laughs> instrumentation. Hey, whoa! Oh. Yeah, let's talk about instrumentation. Where's that? It's like we, we kind of we touched on bits of it. It's big energy right off the bat. You get that like stomping bass drum and Gwen Stefani saying, uh uh-huh, this my shit. Yeah, right right off the bat, you're sort of sort of emulating like the marching band feel, even though mm-hmm. it's only percussion, right? And then she's yeah. doing the chant. It's not super like tuneful. You know, it's a little. No, bit, it's just like it aggression. Shaggy. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets gets melodious in a bit, but yeah. And it's it's weird how quick the drums switch up because you kind of think that stomping pattern is going to be bah, it, bah, right? Bah, 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 yeah, bah. it sticks. It sticks to what it changes to though, because it's kind of bah, yeah. Bah, bah, but it's kind of. I don't know how consistent it is, but it's like switching it like it'll do two kicks or an extra yeah, snare. Yeah, dum 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 dum. But um, that's the percussion, and it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really change after that. Um, yeah, but there's a few other parts that do come in. Um, yeah, and notably, it's... like the intro and mm-hmm. the chorus. Is that all just the drums? Yeah, that chorus is just drums. Yeah. Um, we get a weird transition where we get like a, a sample of like audience screaming. Into the refrain? Like, but, yeah, into the refrain, into that ooh, it's my shit. And then we get that same transition, I think, out as well. Oh, yeah, and there's like a whistle. Yeah. Like a ref whistle. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm actually hearing is that ref whistle. Well, I think whistle. there's some, there's like the roar of the crowd a little bit. Like it sounds okay. like a crowd yeah, and yeah. then like you're yeah, at an event. I guess to emulate, yeah, like a football game. Yeah. Where you would find cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, And then you get that guitar arpeggio. It's my shit. It's my shit. There's so little going on in this song that anytime something new enters in, it's... It's like, you know, a drop of water in the desert. You're like, thank God. (laughs) It's true. There's not a lot. And then once it does come in, like, it doesn't necessarily change that much. Although one other thing to mention is at this point, like, 
from the intro into the chorus that uh, multi-tracks the vocals. So it That's sounds right. more like, oh, she started the chant. Now everyone's chanting. But it does now seem to all be her. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then they bring in that that guitar arpeggio. But then it just goes into another verse, and it's just yep. back to drums and vocals. Like, the guitar's yep. gone already. Um. And then it's not later on. There's a synth that comes in, and that seems to be. I don't think there's actual horns. Yeah, it's all mixing and yeah. like engineering on seems the credits to be like here. Synthesizer and like drum machines. Yeah, that's like halfway through that next chorus. That. Yeah, and at first it sounds very synthy, but then it kind then of it coalesces into like more of a brassy sound, and then yeah. it does do like horn stuff basically. Yeah. And even in the music video, which of course we'll talk about, it's represented by like a marching band. Yeah, it's all a marching band. And then it takes over that arpeggio for the second yeah. refrain. I will um, say, I think the, the they're probably my highlight of the track are the, the, the synth horns. Yeah. yeah, I think the horn synth sounds pretty cool. And then they're the part that plays the bump, 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 bump. bump. So the bass line from Another One Bites the Dust, as she says, Another One Bites the Dust. Another One Bites the Dust. So that's your that's your musical queen reference, which, like, good bass line. Yeah, oh yeah, a classic. And then, yeah, I, I didn't catch a, a It's a Kind of Magic or a, a Kind of Magic reference at the end of the no, next yeah. half, but, uh, or at the end of the first half, but the line is there. She yeah. doesn't shout like there can be only one. Yeah, there's not like like sword sounds so or like uh, lightning is big in Highlander. There's no lightning going <laughs> lightning. off. Like or like yeah, I, w- I wish I knew another Highlander reference. She doesn't uh, say it's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. Just pick any song title on it. I guarantee you, it's also a line in the movie. <laughs> um. What else happens? More horns. Horns horns. come back. Um, And then for the next refrain, it's the horns on the guitar. Same time. Yeah. Um, And that's, yeah, that's what they've done there. There's a bridge with a lot more of that chanting. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. What else happens on the bridge? It's mostly drums again. Yeah, um, and of course she it's her singing both parts, but she does make the cheerleaders, like the the hollaback girls as they were, sound more annoying than her. They said it's bananas. B A N A N A S. On like when she sings it back. Yeah. And sings it the second time. I never really thought yeah. of it like that, but I guess that kind of makes sense. She does switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it just kind of goes out on a little horn fart. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because that goes through another like chorus and refrain, and then just goes and you get the whistle too, that coach whistle. Ah, yes, the coach whistle. Um, so, it, yeah, I mean, the song doesn't switch up that much. I would say the most it switches up is um, it kind of alternates between like the choppier parts and the smoother parts. The smoother parts being the refrains, the but the drums don't change in all that, so it's not like a huge difference. No. And like like stylistically her voice doesn't change much until that uh 
like you get the doubling and then you get the uh the bridge where she does her own call and response yeah which is just more of like a chant than anything she's not really singing at that point yeah. oh you know it's it's somewhat melodic but i mean compared to other stuff not really Mm-hmm. so like yeah she lands her mark in terms of it being like a a simple attitude song you get what you're supposed to get from this um and I, people in 2004 we needed this yeah we took it just straight mainlined this we mainlined in 04 and like put this on at a at an event with people our age and like people will get oh, into yeah. it yeah people will lose their minds yeah you follow it up with the Linkin Park uh, uh, Jay-Z collaboration oh yeah then, then you've got it <laughs> yeah that one kills that one kills too um having seen that played at a venue once and just seeing everybody lose their minds yeah and like even people yeah everyone just got into it even people who weren't like pay attention to the music suddenly everyone was yeah. moving like at their tables and stuff so yeah this i think song would also unite people in that same way yeah and, and the people, same way that how late it was might even shout out about it yeah i mean you know speaking of uniting people uh gwen stefani opens her music video by gathering the harajuku girls together <laughs> Into, into frame so she does this is directed by paul hunter who's a director screenwriter and music video director um i didn't write down anything that he directed though beyond yeah this. i didn't i forgot to look him up but he's directed real like films and stuff music uh, uh Lenny so song, all night long by faith evans oh by faith evans i was like hey lionel richie birthday sex by birthday sex yeah man of the time Contemporary man. Uh, and it features a car designed by some artist named Jay Martin. The car in this video was eventually sold on eBay. Weird. On eBay, eh? On eBay of I all places. I guess at the time that would have been like novel. eBay was yeah. more recent. Especially if you're talking about like being in, in the public consciousness. Oh, yeah. I remember buying Earthbound for Super Nintendo on eBay. <laughs> And just, like, checking occasionally to make sure my bid was the, still the highest. Crazy. Truly an insane thing to do. Yeah. But, uh, hey, that copy of Earthbound probably sells for a lot more than $90 these days, so... Yeah, well, prices on those those old games are pretty inflated at the moment. Will they go pretty down? Inflated, I have man. no idea. But, I was uh, looking at prices for Fire Emblem Path of Radiance for the GameCube, selling for like 500 bucks, not even a sealed copy. Yeah, I'm glad I bought that from a Rogers video. That's a good that get. That your sister yeah. was working at for like 10 bucks. <laughs> 10 bucks, fucking A. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about Super Kawaii. We are talking about Super Kawaii, which is just the intro to this video that does it. What is this? I guess it establishes their relationship as being friends. And then someone shouts, Gwen! And she goes, Gwen! <laughs> yeah, she's shocked that there's all these people behind her. And then, uh, I guess she just attracts people. Yeah, and is that it? Uh, yeah, they jump in their car, and then it's them driving down suburban streets while uh, people also walk and dance around outside the car. Um, also notable... What else is notable about this? I, something notable about this. What was I even going to say? I don't remember. That's right. Nothing else happens in this. Nothing music else video. is notable about this. I swear, I had something to say and I lost it when I started speaking. I don't Ouch. know what happened. 
It's okay. I don't know what happened. That's uh, just your brain telling you to stop. Yeah, maybe it wasn't uh, worth saying. They're in a car. It it's saying. yellow. It's yellow. On they won an award for this music video, Alex. Best choreography at the MTV Music There's Awards. There's a fair amount of dancing. I don't know what it was up against. I feel like yeah, nowadays there's, there's a lot more choreography in music yeah. videos. So, yeah, we get cuts to this, oh, like, gym gosh. space. Yeah, it goes between various spaces. It shows them on the street, shows them in the gym, doing various dances, wearing various Various outfits. dances, yeah. Does she change yet? Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. She's always changing. Oh, and she doesn't, since it's got to be radio-friendly slash... That's yeah. what I was going to say. That's the other thing that's notable. Yeah. Every time they say shit, they just say shh. Yeah, and she covers up her mouth the yeah, first time. Sometimes does the little shush with one finger thing. Yeah. Is there a better name for that? Just a the, shush? The shush, the shush finger, yeah. She's giving you a little shush. wonder if someone drives that car around somewhere still. Yeah, you don't think somebody's still riding around the Hollaback Girl car? I hope so. It's got to be in a museum, right? <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, that's what it does. Um, it, yeah, so there's a lot of those cuts, and then eventually the the vehicle makes it to the school and to high of, school. Like, <laughs> yeah, to her high school. I don't know. I guess uh, like she's an adult woman going to high school. To high school? Are they supposed to be high school students in this? Or are they just gonna fight in this high school? <laughs> she's like, well, this is where I normally fight, but they seem to actually have. Relatively young people with them. Yeah, she has like high schoolers with her. Yeah, in her kind of posse, I will say. Yeah. And then, so yeah, like the the gym, the shadow gymnasium space fills out with cheerleaders, and then eventually with the the marching band, who is also present in the real world, where they're on a field, they're on a football field. And you start to see that. Uh the horns pretending to be the synthesizer. Yeah. And lots of dance choreography and like lots of walking dance choreography. toughly. Lots of swagger. Yeah, lots of swagger. Lots of people in marching band outfits. Eventually even Gwen Stefani gets her own marching band outfit. Yeah, she has a few outfits in this. She has her like tough she's wearing a toque slash I guess beanie. With no, like just a two, Alex. Car- we don't, cargo we don't do beanie talk yeah. on this show. And I guess that's there's your midriff. Your cargo yes. pants and your midriff. Or apparently she's classic also got midriff. Like a like coveralls. Yeah, like she works at down. a like an F one like racetrack as a mechanic. But like it's really hot, so she needs to unzip a bit. Well, yeah, Show of course. Skin. Or I guess like. Ava from Metal Gear Solid 3. There's a bit of that going on. A little bit of that going on there, yeah. That was the inspiration, for sure. <laughs> One of them inspired the other. The other, yeah. I mean, they both came out in 2004, so... <laughs> uh, who knows? Um, they're contemporary, we'll say. Yes. Um, what other outfits does she have? She has two different cheerleader outfits. Two different cheerleader well, outfits. One is she's a marching a, band outfit. Where she's one's got, a like, marching band outfit. She's got a cheerleading outfit. Yeah. And then she's got this, like, red jumpsuit kind of piece. This, like, almost figure skater number. Yeah, which I guess is kind of a cheerleading outfit. Do you have yeah. another cheerleading outfit? Um, yeah, she's got just, like, your classic, like, pom-poms. And, and it's blue. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find it. 
So yeah, lots of outfits, and then we get a shot, like an aerial shot of this gymnasium space around 154, where we can see the, I guess, the school logo, which is a heart on a banana. <laughs> and then it is with uh, some Japanese characters. Those are yeah, kanji characters, so Chinese, but oh, okay, read the Japanese way because of course it says Harajuku, which sure. is. I had to Google it. I'm not cool enough to know that one. I recognize the individual pieces. I do not recognize them together. So that's that's on me, bro. So many syllables for two characters. So many syllables, they say. But, yeah, so she dances a bit more. She dances a lot more. Then we get the uh, the 1979 inspiration when they go to a grocery store and start fucking shit up. <laughs> Did they do that? Yeah, well, in, in 1979, it was the convenience store. Where did they go? But here, yeah, she's walking down the aisles of a, a grocery store. She throws a box. Some dude does flips down a hallway. They all ride in grocery carts. She starts throwing cereal around. She just kicks some cereal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some real delinquent shit. I guess that's it. They're just being juvenile delinquents. Juvenile delinquents. How did I miss the part where the dude did flips? I don't know. I don't know what your fucking problem is, Apparently Alex. about two-thirds of the way through any music video, I kind of lose... You clock out? I, yeah, I, I clocked clock out a bit on this one, and then she's walking with a dude at two minutes, 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, is that Pharrell Williams? And it is, so... <laughs> that, that brought you back in. I brought me in. I was like, thank God, a cameo. From the Pharrell Williams. The cheerleading signs they hold up for bananas. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah. What did... We got B A N A S. Why are the other ones not individual letters? Aesthetics, man. You know they gotta do. You gotta. It's gotta. It's gotta be. I'm having trouble with my words right now. <laughs> Fuck, Alex. Symmetrical. And symmetrical symmetry give sim a try fair enough alex i'll take your word for it it's bananas b a n a n a s and then we just kind of get highlights of her dancing and all the things we've seen so far we see some cheer routine shit and then it just kind of ends in the in the gym space, she everybody leaves and it's just her and you go, my God, Gwen Stefani, She's what an attitude on this woman! Last Christmas from twenty twenty one. Weird. I don't know what that has to do with this music video, Alex. But sorry, I'm just clicking links. Uh, that's the music video. <laughs> Are you okay? Like, do you need <laughs> water or something? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> that's the music video, Alex. Um, yeah, iconic. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those shots, like, I recognize her in various, uh, some of those outfits. And yeah, in that I car, definitely so. remembered the, the classic toque and, and midriff one. If somebody, if a, like, a police officer asked me to, to describe Gwen Stefani, that would be the, <laughs> the outfit. Yeah, she wears, like, a toque and shows her midriff off a lot. I'm pretty sure that's, yeah. that's the right person. That's the one officer. Um, but what the officers really want to know... 
That's about all the cover versions, so well, we're not going to talk about them because we don't talk to pigs. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're going to talk about some covers, started, starting with Diplo in 2004. Diplo. Diplo's a producer DJ guy. We've talked about him. I don't remember what for, but we've talked about him. We've definitely talked about him. Um, yeah, he's I see he, he's a big he deal. works with Mark Ronson sometimes. We've definitely talked about Mark Ronson. We've talked about Mark Ronson. Um, um, he's part of Major Laser and LSD yes. and Jack U or Jack because it's got an umlaut on it. Yeah. whole bunch of like production teams he's a part of. And he did this too, the Holotronics remix. Yeah, so this is an official remix. It's on, like, the deluxe version of the album. Love Angel Music Baby. Also worth noting, Love Angel Music Baby are the names of the Harajuku girls. Oh, yeah. Lamb. So they're really yeah. part of the whole aesthetic. Yeah, like, they're really, like, baked brand, in. Right? That's her brand. That's the name of this album. It's, like... Plus, they've been, like working together since this right like they're still her like dance crew yeah as far as i know so i'll tell you this i don't know very far but like really it's i don't know it's gwen stefani it's gwen stefani because yeah i don't think the harajuku girls play instruments or sing yeah they just dance but let me tell you this alex they dance and diplo does remixes he do does so this one really focuses on girl Girl. Yeah, I mean a lot there's a couple remixes on this or remix like versions. This is the only one that's a real full remix. Yeah, they do that like chopping around. You know? And looping of stuff. Um The drums on this one, are they actually different or are they just faster? I think they're different. Okay. Because they feel feel similar, but also they're faster. But I know they're not the same, I think. Because you get that, like, that little, like, tap in between the big notes. But lots of reverb on the drums this time. Lots of reverb on those drums. And, of course, more synthesizers. Yeah, more synthesizers. This kind of, like, bassy riff. This boom, 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 boom. Which that is from... That's the arpeggio, right? Yeah. From the uh, from the refrain. That little guitar arpeggio that becomes a horn arpeggio. Yeah. Um, they get that bass synth. There's also another synth later on. Once you get to the verse, that's like a bit farty. Oh yeah, that. Um, yeah, it comes back later in the chores and stuff. Um, so yeah, big emphasis on that arpeggio line. Yes. Uh, what did you say, Alex? Oh, there's like string synths later. That's all I said. Yeah, string synths later. As often happens in these sorts of things. Um, but yeah, he's really focusing on, yeah, that, that arpeggio. Cool. Yeah, and just speeding up the track in general. Like this is two minutes and 40 seconds. So Gwen yes. Stefani's vocals are sped right up. Lots of dance breaks. Uh, yeah. Switches it around a bit. So like the first verse happens. I don't think there's a second verse. Um but, you know, just the bridge, just some choruses, and, and yeah, plenty of time to dance. Yeah, and of course we do get the shit as bananas. We do. We do. I feel like, how could you not? Well, I don't know. That's a question I asked, don't have it now. Several of them don't. Yeah. I definitely wrote this down. Which, I mean, two. Two versions. Yeah. 
Um, Diplo, what else happens in this? You know what else happens in this one? What? More than I would expect is the arpeggio plays on like a melodica sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like at the end. I don't know if it's actually melodica, but it kind of sounds like one. Yeah, something like woodwind-esque. Which is like lots of like my shit, my shit, it's my shit, whispering in the background. But yeah, yeah. That, that's fun. But it's like twenty six seconds. I have counted. Yeah. So the last twenty seconds of this are like yeah melodica focused. There's a, there's a bit after that, but I think it's mostly a fade out. Right. So you get ten seconds on that melodica. Drums and a fade out. Yeah. And drum fade out. Um, this version feels not bad or good it feels like obligatory for the time it I'm was like, just yeah, like yeah that's a, different and that's a remix i, I believe it I, a I, marketing move i feel yeah in terms of getting it into like clubs or whatever as a dance track i think this is mm-hmm. necessary it's like yeah, especially let's, before yeah. it has established itself like nowadays exactly. you'd probably be able to do the original but back then you needed a you couldn't rely on that you needed a holotronics remix, naturally. Yeah, naturally. Most albums in the mid-aughts had a holotronics remix. It's, <laughs> it's just a fact. Not something we talk about. It's just history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, a nice part of music history. Here's a more obscure part of music history. Two dudes, Adam and Andrew in 2005. A few times I've been around that track and it's not just gonna happen like that cause I ain't no hollaback girl. I ain't no hollaback girl. A few times I've been around that track. Yeah. Um, this also seems very much of the time but they're very... Um I guess, sarcastic about everything. There's a lot of irony going on here. A lot of irony. They're a parody comedy duo best known for their song Emo Kid. I've never heard it myself, but they sound like a comedy band from 2005 is really their vibe. Yeah, I think uh, the fact that it is quite like low quality helps because if yes. it wasn't, I would have no time for this. <laughs> I would uh, completely um, dismiss it outright. <clears throat> Uh, the fact that it's from 2005, I maybe I'm a little bit lighter on it, I think, as well. Um, but, like, I, I get the yeah. joke, you know? They're being very... It, they do, a, like, very, very serious tongue-in-cheek, but serious sound. Yeah, but they like, make it a ballad. And yeah. I think some of it musically works. I get vibe. Do you know the song The Greatest Man That Ever Lived by Weezer? I do. Yeah, vibes of some pieces of that in here with like the snare drum going and the piano behind it. That's sort of like majestic feel. Sure. So some of it plays. I like their introduction. Or they're like, this one goes out to anyone who ever had to haul it back against their will. <laughs> yeah, like they, because, like it's such an absurd thing. We, you know, we talked about it with the bananas. Yeah. Uh, and they're treating it very seriously, which is funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um... And then I saw another live live performance of this by them where, like, right. they do the... I mean, they're also not saying shit, right? They just say shh. shh. But in the live show, it's two guys, obviously, Adam and Andrew. So one guy's singing, the other guy's playing the piano and then doing some backups. But he also... He's the one who's saying shh, getting him to be not say shit. 
Right. Okay. So, I see. Yeah. It's part of the show, man. Part of the show. A little bit of performance. A little theater going on. Yeah. So, I mean, there's other parts like... Um, there's a bit like they kind of do a breakdown for what for the one chorus and it's yeah almost like william shatner like and it's like spoken wordedness yeah has that cadence to it so there's yeah there's a lot of just like goofy stuff going on a lot of goofy stuff and but they also like they are making moves in it it's not like they stopped at the piano they do their own like uh, you know, their own arrangement, really. They're like, when we do the This Is My Shit, it's like, ooh, this is my sh. This is my sh. True, like, yeah. <laughs> it feels different. It's part of the, you know, the slowing it down. Yeah. But not just. Not just. Um, and then, of course, they do a, uh, similar to the introduction, near the end, they do another like overly emotional heartfelt talking bit where he they says do. you know sometimes in life you feel like you gotta holla but you don't have to because what's more important than love and caring and compassion for your fellow, your fellow man man so nice the other thing they do mm-hmm. i mean there's those and then of course there's the bridge section right which is there. they it comes in very suddenly and they speed up for it so it's very it's like this is bananas B yeah, so yeah, they're going very bananas. fast for that. So I mean that's yeah. kind of part of the like, I mean it's all part of the humor, right? But yeah, it, it's now we've suddenly changed the other part, and again it's it's non sequitur, right? But everybody right. knows it at this point. It's a popular song, so that's right. Half of the joke is just the reference. Yeah, and you know, they could have just taken that one super slow still. They didn't really have to change for it, but the fact that they did puts a little extra life into this song. Yeah. This this song ultimately is a product of its time, and it's not you're not going to laugh, bust a gut listening to this, but you might smile and fondly remember 2005. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is the performance, so I imagine it it, it did very well in, in their live performance that I that I watched, so... Yeah, yeah. Probably killed. Um, so, you yeah, know, you can look back and remember playing hit games like Resident Evil 4 and uh, Devil May Cry 3 as you listen to this song. As you listen to this. Metal Gear Solid 3, which also came out in 2004. But I didn't well, this, play it until this much is 2005, later. Alex. Oh, right, it's 2005 now. Sorry, huh. bud. Sorry, bud. What else came out in 2005? The uh, Matrix Mario Party Online. 7? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it in 2005. I don't know if that's when it came out. Damn, Alex. Been holding on to Mario Party Seven this whole time, and you tell me, <laughs> yeah, have that in my back pocket. <laughs> it's, it uh, well, fits got... because it's a GameCube disc. It's very small. That's right. The, the um, Nintendo obsession with portability is something we could talk about for days. <laughs> Why Alex. are we making so many video game references? In this I don't episode? know. <laughs> it's not like we ever do it, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not a, it's not relevant really to the discussion today. But what is relevant is the year 2016 because that's when Mock Jensen yeah, released his big cover. Jump, Mock Jensen. Few times went around that track, so it's just not gonna happen like that, cause it ain't no holler back, girl. It ain't no holler back, girl. Few times been around that track, so it's just not gonna happen like that, cause it ain't no holler back, girl. I ain't no holler back. We've talked about Mock Jensen before. Yes, he Way covered Down back. with the Sickness. Down with the Sickness. Um, As a country EDM singer songwriter. Which I still think is a novel concept, country EDM. Yeah. Um, if it exists in large quantities, I haven't been exposed to it. Me neither. Um, I will say I think I liked his Down With The Sickness cover more than this one. Fair enough. This one's got some interesting stuff in it. Um, 
heavy twang on the vocals to start with. Yes, that's what he does. He's got, I don't know what accent it is, but uh, he's doing it. He's got it. Um, Like, he would be very much at home in any country or bluegrass recording, right? Oh, yeah. That's what he sounds like. But, and it's got a couple. been around that track. I'm not just going to have been like that. Um, Exactly. And then there's some acoustic guitar in there. So it's the same arpeggio, but it's on the acoustic guitar. But there's a lot of like electronic elements as well. Yeah, a lot of crunch around it. Which follow the original very much. But also, yes, Mm -hmm. in terms of the vocals, there's a lot of distortion on the vocals. Yeah. Um, More so as it goes, I believe. Um, (laughs) He almost approaches this being a like done by Goofy cover. Does sound a bit like Goofy. Didn't think that I would hear it. <laughs> he does kind of sound like Goofy. <laughs> oh my man, I did note that and then forgot to write it down. But you're totally, totally right. <laughs> um, but like, it's got a pretty good uh, section split too, right? So he's got like this verse and chorus where you got your vocals and drums, which is kind of what the original does as well. And then it yeah. breaks out more on the refrain uh, for him. Um, and then the refrains kind of build between them. So, like, first you just got your guitar arpeggio, and then there's more synth later on, and then even more synth, and I think an electric guitar comes in later, and then the clean electric guitar comes in even later. So there's, right, know, yeah, yeah. Fair build with that stuff happening. Sorry, my digestive tract is um, rebelling. Alex, I'm, I'm worried about you over there. I'm having a lot of health problems, apparently. <laughs> it's all these video game references. I can't digest them. They can't digest them. I'll try to keep them down then. Uh, yeah, so I was just thinking, like, like this version is ultimately stupid, but so is the past version we talked about, and so is the original. Yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> So it's got to be. One, I, if you try to make this not stupid, you're going to look stupid, I think. You're going to look stupid. And so I think he he does succeed in having fun with this. Because, yeah, listen to this very country vocal with, like, yeah, weird synth stuff going on in the back. It is inherently funny and kind of fun. So it does have that going for it. Yeah. He also, when he spells bananas, spells it B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> that's insane to me <laughs> and also that's when he sounds peak goofy but he, hey, 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 bananas 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 <laughs> um, more like he uh, back uh-huh. girl that's I don't right know. Um, goofy. back girl yeah yeah <laughs> so that's that one um and it, I think it sounds kind of I still think his sound is like kind of cool um, it's certainly not something there's you like a novelty often. to it yeah especially the voice combined with the, the synthesizers but uh, yeah that's what I gotta say about it and I guess yeah because there's also a lo-fi element to it which isn't often present in like modern country yeah, I don't think so so yeah getting this bit of crunch around the edges there is also like hey this guy is different from from the mainstream man he's underground and some goofy it's my shit it's my shit and it's pretty abruptly at the end here but hey the original didn't have a great end either (laughs) fucking horn fart yeah that's Mark Jensen uh, an oddity for sure now to come back to something not odd at all Leo in 2018 (laughs) 
No, an artist we've discussed many, many times. Yeah, he's the metal covers guy. Yeah, he does does the metal covers on YouTube. Yeah. And this is him in 2018, so he's had quite a few years under his belt yeah, at this, this point. Yeah, this is Leo Metal Volume 21. Volume 21. Like, he's pretty much at the peak of his game here in terms of, like, translating songs into metal. I'd say this is a pretty strong translation. We get the attitude elements pretty strongly. Yeah, and his like riff too is it's got a good groove to it. Yeah. Um and I think that's really cool. Yeah, the croaking vocals on this at the start, like the growls later on. Yeah, it's like very much like low like vocal fry at the at first there. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then, you know, it's still There's also part so later on it gets really intense. Like you get some intense mm-hmm. like metal stuff going on too. I might be jumping ahead, but you might be. Damn, it almost sounds like in the that first when we first get like the full like guitar riff going, it almost sounds like he's gonna start doing like some like disturbed or like corn shit where he's just gonna start making noises like <laughs> something like that, but he doesn't. So I guess take or leave that. If you're looking for that, it's not here. But if you hate that shit, good news, it's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, there's some, yeah, he gets like, it's really intense and discordant there for a while. It's even some yeah. scratching, I think. Um, but then, yeah, that leads into a guitar solo. Yeah, he has a big guitar solo section on here where we, we pretty much leave Hollaback Girl behind, but everything else has been done so strongly that it feels earned to me, and I'm I'm ready to take that yeah, ride with him on this. It fits the rest of it, and it feels like like the the song talks about a fight right so right this guitar solo in particular it feels to me like you could play that during the fight you know yeah brilliant um and then um, he does yeah. do the bananas part he does and he also is the only one that does the full interpolation of another one bites the dust true he brings in the whole the whole bass line yeah and i think even does it on like a it kind of sounds like a synth horn i'm trying to remember I don't Around 140, you'll hear it. Yeah, it's definitely on that synthesizer. But so it's not only is he committing to interpolating another one bites the dust, but he does it specifically in the style of the original. Yeah, and like it fits. Yeah. Even though he's doing it in a different style. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I thought this one was like just uh, just such a a good fit for this and so well done. And there's a music video. I mean, it's like his other music videos, so it's mostly just him performing it. Yeah, and you see him with like a blonde wig and these hauntingly <laughs> blue true. eyes. It's like it's a bit scary. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like I mean, at first I was like, the contacts? No, 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 no. That's got to be digital gotta be like that's it's way too, too fucking intense blue i guess he's also he's wearing a like a beanie he's wearing a toque that's right he's wearing a toque so he is dressed up kind of like gwen stefani in the music video yeah he but is, like uh, no midriff no midriff it's so. just the the blonde wig the digitally blue eyes and the and the toque yeah um good stuff though great cover Let's talk about Alejandro Diego, Slenderino, and Gabriel Whitner in 2022. 
this the next couple all have like a lot of people on them. Yeah, they're all in the year 2022, and they are all dance mixes. Um, so I apologize for letting that slide, but <laughs> that 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 well, we can compare them. Um, Alejandro That's right. Diego. Um, these all seem to be German. Yeah, these guys are South Germany. Yeah. Um, uh, um, yes. I couldn't find a lot of information about them other than that they're like music producers. Yeah, and that Alejandro has mastered his goals ingeniously. Yeah, right, of course. Whatever yeah, that in means. Southern, in South Germany. South Germany. Slenderino, music producer since 2016. Uh, Gabriel's a producer, songwriter, and DJ from South Germany. It's it's one of those projects. It is, yeah. Bring a bunch of DJs together and do a, do a dancey remix. Do a DJ version. Now, who's the vocalist on this? No idea, because it's some lady. I yeah, I don't think it's any of these people. No, but uh, Boots and Cats is present on this one right off the bat. Yes, it is. Real Boots and Cats. Um, and then, of course, a lot of that ambient synthesizer Yeah, some of the ambient synth whoosh. Um... So they and they uh, let's see what happens. So it it has a chorus after the bits as dancing section. It seems to be, yeah. Um, and there's like they have they have a little riff. They do so they have their own little riff, which is nice. That works out nicely usually for the dance versions. Is introducing your own little riff of some kind. Yeah, you need something. Yeah, something that's a little different, uh, which is cool. So they do that. Yeah, it's a real emphasis on, like, low synth in this. Like, you get your drums, and then all of the synth parts seem to be pretty bassy and pretty low Very bassy. Yeah, and then, like, other than that, it's, like, ambient stuff, and then your vocals filling out the kind of higher range. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of that stuff, little builds, and not, like, huge drops or anything. Yeah. They do some drops. It's all yeah. there. There seems to be an emphasis on like a kind of smoothness. You can hear it in her vocals when she's doing like, Ooh, "It's my shit, it's my shit." So they're trying to be kind of cool about everything in this version. I feel it's cool version. Yeah, cool. okay, I can see that. I mean, seems it's like weird because what happened to me listening to this is when this one ends, the second one kicks in, and I'm like, "Oh, they've picked it up." And then it's like, "No, yes. this is a different version." <laughs> Yes, that happened to me too. It happened several times where I was like, oh, we're on the next one already. Yeah, because they actually like blend together pretty well. Yeah, other than like, I mean, if you listen to them, obviously they're not the same, but they do yeah, have some similarities for sure. Yeah, and, you, and it seems like a believable like movement to be like, well, we were here first and now we're stepping now up we're a bit here. to we do this. We won't play this riff anymore. I'm trying to yeah, what the riff I'm- sounds like I wrote about it. Yeah, I haven't really picked up on a riff. I think that's all it is. Oh, yeah, it's based on the guitar arpeggio, but a little warped. Yeah, it stays pretty low. Yeah. And we get a shit as bananas section on this one, which we will not get on the next two. They're they're quite short, though. I guess this one is too. This one's short, too. It's They're all pretty short. Got no time. We only got two, two and a half minutes. Yeah. 240 tops. But yeah, pretty serviceable dance version. I don't think it's going to blow anyone away in the year 2022. Yeah, but if it's out on the dance floor, you're like, I know all these words, but they're not quite right. Yeah, it's like, here you go. Here's a little two and a half filler. And I think where this one wins out is having the shit is banana section. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it has both choruses. Um, I think it does. 
Yeah, I think it does. She says a few times I've been around that track. They got one chorus. I think they only have one chorus in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one ends, and then what begins afterwards, if you're listening to this pay- playlist, is In Drive Glee Twin and Natasha in 2022. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For the record, that second one is spelled G U I, the number two, and then I N. Yeah. GUI twin, like GUI graphic twin? user interface twin, is that what it's supposed to be? Kind of looks like it could be twin. Twine. Twine. <laughs> spell it all out. Twine. Twine. Um, but, okay, so at least two of them are Brazilian. Yes. Um, I had trouble with InDrive. They're a project by DJs and producers Gabriel Senorini and Pedro Bordoletto. Are they also Brazilian? Yeah, I believe so, because their okay. uh, bio is in Portuguese. Okay. That's what I was struggling with, but I yeah. see now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and and Gooey Twin has been a DJ since he was 13. He's now, or at least as of writing that biography, he's 23. So he's been a DJ for at least 10 years. And he's okay. also Brazilian. And, and Natasha, Natasha who fucking knows. Sings. She sings. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> d- doesn't have much like this this song. Yeah. She's never heard of SEO, so <laughs> that's why she goes by Natasha. She goes by Natasha, which is for anyone, you know, following along at home, just a name. Just a regular name. <laughs> just a regular run of the mill name. That is very common. And if you search Natasha music, you're just gonna get Natasha Bedingfield. Yep. Who's that? Anyway. Pfft, who knows? She uh, does that one song. Yeah. So the big emphasis on this version is that a few times I've been around that track, 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 track. Unwritten. Track. She does the song Unwritten. The rest is still unwritten. Exactly. That one. Okay. Cool. Good for her. <laughs> Good for <laughs> Natasha. Good for uh, not this Natasha, going. though. Uh, no. This Natasha just does this song. And what she says, a few times I've been around that track, 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 track. <laughs> Yeah, this one's got more of that, like, chopping up thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, Chopping and looping. Which, Um, to me, is insane that they wouldn't do the banana section. You'd think, right? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's it's chopping up the chorus. Yeah. A few times around that check, 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 check. Um... But yeah, that's what they do, and they also it also starts with a big build, which I thought was yeah. We get like the the drums going, and then she she lets it rip at the top there. Kind of like, and then yeah, these guys have a very distinct um, synth riff they do. That yeah, they got that going on. I got that going on. Um, she says hollaback girl. She does. She says, I mean, it's mostly chorus, right? Especially at the start. They do slide yeah. in like the intro, but that's later on. Um, and then they do the refrain section. Yeah. And also one verse. But yeah, it is mostly it's a lot of that emphasizing that yeah. chorus. Check, check. 
and she's really i guess trying to 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 do like the sassiness of the original she's really like high up in her vocals and not yeah like, and it's it's pretty high energy you yeah know? it's high energy and it's not like like the other one had smooth vocals this one is not smooth which is usually what you get That's on an electronic true. mix where it's like a few times i've been around that track yeah, but I think this is, you know, like I keep saying chopped. I don't know if it's actually chopped, but there's some looping going on here. There, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I think that's when you chop it. When you chop it is when you it chop it chopped, up. right? I'm confused and, as to how much singing she actually did. It seems like she's saying not that much. Yeah, it seems lose. like they got her in for like two lines. <laughs> yeah. Um, But that's, yeah, that's happening in this one. It actually, like, ultimately is a fairly simple mix, I thought. Yeah, I think so. I don't know, like, there's not like a ton it's, going on it's a lot of repetition yeah a lot of repetition a lot of emphasis on those drum builds and then that one bass synth riff they've got and then just you know mix and match ad nauseum until you fill yeah, two and a half few minutes transitions few times been around that trick 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 trick, 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 trick. i just want to um emphasize that line because <laughs> they yeah. clearly think it's important they clearly think it's important that she's been around that track um, yeah, and they do the verse. Just one. Just one. But what about Italy? What about him, Alex? That's where Dot and Life are from. Dot and Life, and I think Flara as well. And Flara. This cover in the year 2022. <laughs> Flera, uh-huh. right, it means several in Swedish. Hmm. Um, is that relevant? Eh, probably not. Uh, probably not. But in Italian, it means you're an Italian DJ and producer. Yeah. Uh, uh, electronic music person um, described as uh, uh, playing, performing, writing, recording, whatever. Hip-hop, dance, and then this next one. Okay. Breaks and house, but there's no comma after breaks, so I don't know if breaks is one thing and house is another thing, or if it's or something if it's called breaks, breaks and house. house. And I didn't mm. Google it because they, are they what saying am I he's a burglar responsible? It's supposed Break to be breaks into in houses. houses. <laughs> so that's Flara DNL dot life is also uh, two DJs. Presumably this. one is dot and one is life. Um, they're a duo. Yes, with millions of plays. Millions. Millions. And they've played with a bunch of artists that I haven't heard of. Do you think Skrillex ever says that he has Skrillians of plays? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. I don't know if anyone interviews Skrillex. I don't know. Anymore. Probably sometimes. I would. If I had the opportunity. Yo, Skrillk. Mr. X, can I call you Skrill? <laughs> Mr. X. <laughs> perfect um so yeah another friggin dance version how did i let these all slip in i don't know um, man i don't know but uh let's let's talk about this one what's going on with this yeah one? so we get raw vocals at the start raw baby yeah uh-huh this is my shit all the girls also another case of uncredited female vocalist yeah for a minute there, i thought it was flara but that's uh, another dj that's another dj Hmm. Or D stands for dude. Dude jockey. <laughs> dude. I am a DJ. Um This one. 
mm-hmm. is basically just a fast version. Like the structurally, it follows it very, very closely. Mm-hmm. It, it just, really like, does. Cooks through the intro choruses and verses uh, with some of like response lines that are kind of like car. I actually said these ones are screwed. Apparently, I'm thinking about chopping and screwing. Chopping and screwing. I thought about it a bit too, Alex. Because they do that, like, they, they pitch shit. Oh, yeah, they do that low true, bass voice. It goes, true. it's more shit. Yeah. That was definitely the best part of this version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's not much to it other than that. No, it uh, really tries to... the to... last two, there, there's not much going on. It's really just, like, it sounds fine, I guess. But, like, for a dance version, there's not, like, a dance break. They don't really add, like, their own riff or anything. They don't yeah. the structure up. It's, it's mostly kind of cover quick drums fast. with some random vocalist. Yeah. So, like, I was less interested in this one. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. It's, I have, my questions really are, why do you think that in the year 2022, Hall of Batgirl is making its way into dance music remixes? Why is it coming back? Why is it coming um, back like this? I think they're trying to get ahead of the curve, right? Because it's 20 years. I feel like it's not back yet, but right. it will be soon. I think they're just trying to get in the. Right, they're trying to get in on the ground floor. Um, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's the start of the twenty-year cycle. You know. Maybe. Maybe they're on the the leading edge of the bell curve. They're getting back into they're into two thousand four stuff, and in within right. the next two or three years, everyone will be as well. Because I mean, there is a, a, a somewhat of a pop punk resurgence from you know those ninety nine and the next couple of years kind of thing going on now. Right. So naturally, we're getting into that that two thousand four. People are thinking about you know Halo two, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're thinking about, man. It's, it's that's why they're re-releasing those games. They're like, I just miss playing the original Fable while listening to Hollaback Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said. Four Swords Adventure. Four Swords Adventure. Jack 3. Uh, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. This is what people were, are thinking about these days. Sims 2. Sims 2. Intricate. Tigers PGA Tour 2005. Spider-Man 2, the video game. <laughs> Super Mario 64. DS. The Lord of the Rings, the third age. I saw someone was streaming that the other day, actually. More like the third age. Boom. Hey! hey. Got all right, him. that's enough of that. That's Paper enough of Mario that. Mario, the thousand-year door. All right, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Great game. Um, uh, <laughs> that means it's time to get into our final verdicts. We got three categories today. We got the worst version. We got the best version. And we got the version that doth protest too much. That's right. Which one of these is actually a Hollaback girl? Ooh, that's Ooh. Uh, that's an accusation. Accusations. You know what we said, Alex. We talk shit on this podcast, and or it's it's not changing anytime we soon. Definitely shouldn't, but we won't stop. We won't stop. I can't wait twenty years from now. Whatever I'm doing, it could be any role, and I will get dragged for something I said <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if this podcast is still up in 20 years... I will never let this thing go down. Okay. I'll put it on the dark web if I have to. The dark web. I'll host the dark web. myself. <laughs> um, Alex, worst version of this, what is it? Uh, worst version? Um, I did not really like the Dot and Life Flara version. Yeah, uh, I think that's as, the right like, choice. We talked about four dance remixes on this yeah. eight-track playlist, and... Of those four, it's definitely the weakest. And I thought the other ones that weren't dance remixes, like 
had you know some neat things going for them this one is really just let's speed it up and not credit the singer yeah that's uh that's really what that version's about you're right i think it's the lowest effort and yeah it really doesn't get a lot of mileage with what it's doing it, it'll fill in whatever random dance playlist it's on it'll be forgotten as soon as it stops playing so yeah worst version dot yeah, you're flavor. lucky diplo remix yeah, you just missed out on the, the the worst version this time. Um, Alex, what's the best version of this? The best version of this? Oh, man. I mean, this is probably obvious based on my description, but I really liked the Leo version. Yeah, for sure. Leo can get number one this time. He doesn't always get number one, you know? Uh, no. He usually, he usually, you know, puts seems to put a lot of effort into these, and uh, I think this one paid off. Yeah, and, I think so, too. Uh, it's a good it's good like got some good metal got some good intense moments got some good groove to it too like yeah I, you know feel like you could dance to this a little bit yeah it really just like built off the it, original you know and made a song that is more listenable arguably i'd say <laughs> yeah I, yeah to a degree it's got a guitar solo that's pretty yeah. good so uh way to go good way good to show. go leo alex Who's a hollaback girl? Who is a hollaback girl? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Who's a hollaback girl? I think... I mean, Natasha? No, I don't know. Um, don't know anything about Natasha. <laughs> Who's it? Do you have a hollaback girl in mind? I think it's Adam and Andrew. I think they, they kind of start by saying that, like, this is also for people who wanted to hollaback but couldn't. So maybe they are hollaback girls themselves, and they're just kind of trying to trying to smooth things over for the other hollaback girls. They're trying to the cover world. it up with like three or four layers of irony. Yeah, they're like, listen, this is all a joke, but for real, we're hollaback girls. <laughs> we're hollaing. Holla-ing. We're hollabacks from way back. Adam and Andrew is my pick. I feel like I could say anything because this could mean anything. That's the beauty of it, Alex. That's the beauty of it. Um, I'm gonna say Diplo then, because I feel like I feel like Diplo would haul a back. I, I feel think like he Diplo would too. couldn't let sleeping dogs lie. Absolutely. I don't know why. But <laughs> no, I, I'm I, gonna I, accuse Diplo of that. You look at Diplo and you tell me that's not a haul a back girl. I, I can't. can't. You I can't. can't. Can't do it. And that does it for our final verdicts. If you've got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk to us about a cover version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake DeCressy, at some Alex Wise Guys. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can almost so you can, you can also email us <laughs> at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Talk to us there, certain things. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us. We don't have a marketing budget. You are the marketing budget, and nobody can stop you. Always be closing, my guys. Always be closing. Speaking of closing, uh, that's what I'm about to do with this. If you're in the Vancouver area, specifically the streets, corners of Robson and Denman, you can buy clothes from my partner, Greta James, at her establishment, Poppy Threads. You can also follow her on Instagram, at Poppy Threads Pop Up. Give her some love. More importantly, give her some money. Thank you. <laughs> That's does it for today's episode. And as we always say on Cover Me, let me hear you say the shit is Cover Me. C-O-V-E-R space M-E. The shit is Cover Me. C.
O-V-E-R space M-E.